0: Welcome to What The If. Philip Shane here, a documentary filmmaker and dabbler in all things nerd. I have someone, actually a couple people this week who can identify with that. Mr. Matt Stanley. Professor, excuse me. I just downgraded
1: you. <laughs> Professor. <laughs> that, that happens once you're in quarantine for a while. Your your qualifications start um, drying up. <laughs> becoming less relevant. (laughs) You got to re-up. Well, I should say there's something to that. Like my engineering degree, for instance, at this point is, you know, what, 25 years old, totally worthless. (laughs) As, as it is, as nothing.
0: And yet you are a historian of science. And so perhaps.
1: That's right. So delving into history is the only way I can keep my skills up to date. The 19th century. I'm an excellent engineer. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. And I am, I am so
0: honored and excited to have our guest this week. Uh he is a hero of mine, a uh inspiration and a source of much of what I pass off as my own knowledge comes from Mr. Andy Inatko, technology journalist, uh currently a tech contributor for Boston Public Radio and a master of many other podcasts. How are you, sir?
2: Uh, vice admiral will do nicely uh, <laughs> the, but thank you that's, that's very nice it's hard to live up to but thank you that's very kind <laughs> Introduce me that way
0: my pleasure if you ever uh, when you go to buy I, I discovered this when you go to buy tickets on uh, British Airways which is something people used to do you could buy plane tickets um, the, the British have this thing uh, where instead of just Mister, you know you have to choose your I don't know, whatever they call it, but your Mr. or Mrs., your title, Mrs. Yeah. Your title mm-hmm. Mr. or Mrs. or, or Doctor, uh, as you might on JetBlue. On British Airways, have you seen this, Andy? There's like 75 options, and yeah. including <laughs> His Highness and uh, His Royal, blah, 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 I always choose Air Commodore.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that that does make sense, doesn't it? Maybe not necessarily if they had created this in 2021 but the history of this airline that when it was everything was so class conscious that even if like oh you're a baron well that's yeah yeah that's technically above that 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 means that when you're not you know rooting through garbage cans for for deposit bottles you occasionally get some mail from the but no excuse me
0: baron that's right (laughs)
1: uh
0: my only fear about using Air Commodore was that if if they suddenly needed someone to fly the plane, they... <laughs> is there
1: an Air Commodore on the plane? <laughs> Why are you
0: sitting in row thirty <laughs> five, Air Commodore? Yeah.
1: Do, uh, do they have do
2: they have the stolen valor thing in in Britain as well? What is that? because it would I, I, I my big fear would be that I would do I would say that as a joke and would clearly be like I'm right okay even right now okay I should I should say that I am not. A member of the military, past or past or present, and the and it, I felt as though it was as obviously amusing and sarcastic uh, about my own put my own uh, station in life to call myself essentially the on the highest ranking members of the United States Air Force, but there are some people that it doesn't. It, they they their sensitivity on stolen valor does not go to me claiming oh well i did i did win the bronze star and in, uh in in, in uh, in, uh in, in in the iraqi war it's like no i made a joke i no okay i wasn't trying to i didn't it's not on my cv it's not my resume there were no creepy like doctored pictures of myself and just in a in a, a, a black sport coat with all these medals that i bought on the internet where i figured that they should probably go Yeah. You know, yeah it's interesting don't hit me just it's
0: okay valor that's right valor and irony it seems like they don't go together yeah uh, that's probably right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um now we have a uh, uh, and you are here for a very specific purpose i actually thought of you immediately as soon as i thought of this idea this what the if scenario this week and uh we have all we are all currently living through a bizarre global lockdown, near global. Uh, some countries are managing to get their way out, um, perhaps just tentatively in their lockdowns. Other countries, unfortunately, are probably entering that period. But um, it, there are certain conveniences of life, uh, particularly in, related to the internet, that have really made this kind of um, tolerable in a in a way that... Might not have happened that much earlier, and so this week we ask, "What the if
1: this had all happened thirty years ago?" Is that what I'm saying?
0: Thirty years ago, mm. pre. Well, we 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 uh, Andy, you had a, an excellent idea. What time period? were we thinking of placing this in? We could have go anywhere. We could have gone to 2006, would have been pre-iPhone. We could have gone to pre, uh, what would be the next major, well, even audio, right? On the internet, and stuff like that. But uh, you had an excellent suggestion. What, What period were you thinking?
2: I was thinking early 80s, maybe around as late as the very mid 80s when uh, modems were something you could buy, access to the internet was also something that you could buy. However, it was still something that you had to be pretty much a hobbyist or have a hobbyist son, of da- son or daughter in your home if you actually had that capability. And all of the software and all the services that used what would you would call the internet or online services were tailored towards the nerds as opposed to uh, the huddled masses yearning to breathe free.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was an ASCII world. Uh... Low ASCII.
2: <laughs> at, we at we most, ma- we yeah. had we had recently gotten upper and lower case. We yeah. were pretty thrilled about that. Yes. We had true. we had admi- we uh, some of the more puckish of us had noticed that if you type a colon followed by a parenthesis you could actually have a smiley face, uh, and we used that to convey emotion. That's... this was this was, and I'm not even joking here. This was an upgrade over bracket G. A close bracket, which is how we, which is how you can say, "Hey, I'm grinning right now." And even then, it was like, "Do we really want to be one of those people who types one of those those smiley faces?" Come on. Yes.
0: Now, I also speaking of the smiley face, I uh, always felt that the smiley face without the dash. So if you just did, and people still do this sometimes a colon and a close parentheses without the dash for like the nose or the length of the face. Does not look right to me. It's confusing. We're...
2: Well, realize that uh, if you if you have the, the colon and the close parentheses, that conveys the unit of information that you intend to convey at one third reduced, uh, actually fifty percent reduced <laughs> yeah. uh, bandwidth load. That's true. And at, and when you're dialing up with a three hundred baud modem, that actually counts.
0: That's right. An acoustic modem, probably. At that point, was that right That was
2: my dividing line was I actually uh, I didn't have an acoustic modem. I did have the kind that you, that plugs directly into the phone <gasps> line, but
1: oh, nice Fantastic. That's fancy. was it a haze?
0: were they all haze? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, there was see this was um uh, i'm 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 trying to remember because i, I uh, when I was a little kid, I hit upon this really, really clever uh, you maybe you call it a life hack that it actually occurred to me that the people who work for these like modem companies that have to like open mail like physical like actual letters back then they're they're they have a horrible job because almost all of it is hey I bought this, this the 1200 I, and I can only ever connect to 300 and I for for eight hundred dollars I should not be a blah 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 and I I've, if you give them a small like ray of sunshine like an interruption in all that darkness they will be grateful to you mm-hmm. and also they're working also noting that uh they don't they didn't invest in this hardware themselves they just have like a whole bunch of these modems in a warehouse somewhere and so the thought i had is that i can't aff- i'm i'm 11 year old years old 12 years old i can't afford like a really good modem however if i wrote them a letter saying that, that is that is sort of bombastically entertaining <laughs> but i'm 12 years old but i want you to i i really i actually remember this text because i used it so often That I I want you to I want you to imagine that you're at like a pivot point in your career that I'm 11, 12 years old. I am nobody. I have no influence. However, at some point, I'm going to be a very powerful individual. And if you were to seed me with your product and invest in that kind of loyalty at the time where I do uh, am the tastemaker of the world, you're going to look back on this and say from your vice presidential suite or your own startup company, and think, you know, the day that I gave this 12-year-old kid a free modem is the day that my entire life turned around. If you if you wanted to sabotage my life, you would go back in time and throw <laughs> away this letter. <laughs> and I'll be damned. I wound up with like a half dozen to a dozen like really, <laughs> really nice modems. So I had – I, I, I remember uh, Hayes and Hayes Robotics would be the ones that were people would remember. But there was a microcom. There was all these companies that were just mostly serving business businesses. But whereas my friends were, if they were really, really lucky and they had rich family for their bar mitzvah, they got like a modem card for their Apple II. Yeah. I had like this steel lunchbox telecommunications grade, like with protocols yeah. that have not formally been approved yet <laughs> type <laughs> modem.
0: Now that is the most amazing technology journalist origin story I have ever. Yeah, that's heard. pretty good. So that's
2: well, a- it's it, as, uh, as as using using writing to scam free expensive hardware that would be prescient for uh, yeah. the the internet influencer area of the of the twenty twenties. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and now fortunately,
2: I, fortunately, I wasn't working as a journalist, so there was no ethical things I could just simply say.
0: Right, it was <laughs> just straight up con straight up gone
2: it it would uh, now nowadays i'm required to just say i i could have for a, a th- if i could borrow one for a 30 to 60 day loan that of uh. course i would be sending back at the end of the loan period and they're yeah and now it's it's even it's even painful enough when they say oh actually no we don't want this back. it's you can keep it like but I can't, <laughs> that's a, you don't, you don't understand. I can't, even though I, I, I actually had to, sir or madam, I actually paid money for this 300, my own, my own copy of your watch. Cause I really, really liked it. And I didn't want to have to. I knew that I was miss. I would miss it when I send it back, <laughs> but thank you very much. I will donate this to a, to a charity as usual and explain to them that this is not like a $30 Casio you put. This is actually like a $300 fitness grade smartwatch that you should probably charge at least $150 for. <laughs>
0: wow, That's awesome. That's awesome. So now uh, before we, uh, we may have lost some people. So we some younger people <laughs> who may be like, what? Um, and so modem, what is this? Uh, W- help us understand what is it that people are using? To, well, actually, here, here, let me just jump to the, here's a jump to, cut to the chase, as we say. Andy, did you see the, uh this video conferencing explosion happening? That's, or do, do you feel we are, like, I feel like it just suddenly, it, it has been a catalytic moment. Again, it's not that video conferencing hasn't been around, but with the pandemic lockdown every it's it's been a singularity moment in a way for yeah suddenly everybody is caring about it yeah
2: Yeah, there there's a there's a moment in most technology when um, uh, when it stops being for uh, the hobbyists and the people who are actually actively interested in this sort of stuff and it stops being for the people who uh, can use it as a tool for uh, helping their business or helping their productivity and it becomes something that everybody is just using, and that's the point at which you really push uh, the turbochargers on the evolutionary button of the technology. We've seen this happen just with just in the past month and a half, where um, uh, g- Google's uh, group chat system after seeing how every, one of the things that people really really like about zoom is the fact that you have this grid of thumbnails yeah. that can it's not just two or three it would be everybody in the chat uh, whereas years ago when google started this the thought would be well that's that's overwhelming so we'll just simply have like an active camera switcher that switches focus from one mm-hmm. person to the other and we've seen only in the only in the past month google decided that this gallery thing you okay people like it we're going to implement it we're going to expand the number of people you can actually see in this chat uh to not to 39 as as zoom has but we're going to at least give you a dozen i really i'm curious to see how the facetime chat group chat works uh changes based on this because It was it's the one group chat system that is so annoying to use that I Ah. almost like hide the window (laughs) because it's when when it's just something that you're that that people aren't relying on, you know, when it's just something that people can uh, can uh, can give or take. And you're a flashy designer you think that well, we have a, this. Our, our APIs are, allow really, really clever and fun animated uh, animated video transitions. So, oh, <laughs> please, <laughs> those dopes over at yeah. Google and Zoom. I'm sure they're doing like a grid of static thumbnails. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have like. Floating rounded rectangles that move around on the screen and juggle themselves. and in no way shape or form is that ever going to be so annoying that's someone like I don't know <laughs> Andy Naka and would ever be so annoyed by it that they would actually minimize the window so they don't have that visual distraction. but that but that's the sort of that's the sort of stuff we're talking about where there's a lot that you can you you can make nerds and experts put up with a lot. Yeah. Such as the, we're, we're dropping frames. How do we okay, well, we need to allocate more memory to this. Also, we need to reconfigure our router so it gives priority to uh, to IP addresses that are going to uh, this area uh, when you're when you're basically expecting the ability to connect your relatives in just by handing them a URL and it just has to work, you really have to up your game. and that's what really puts the puts the foot in the accelerator,
0: yeah. in fact, um, I had this. Uh, I was telling Matt earlier, I had this really bizarre, quite poignant experience this week where, um, unfortunately, a friend of mine who's had cancer for a very long time and she was nearing the end of her journey and she was in the hospital with a friend of mine who's her husband. And because they, she did not have COVID, he didn't have COVID virus or anything, but they were, you know, essentially locked down inside the hospital. They let him, the hospital let him stay with her, which was nice. So here he was. Locked in this room, like literally, they would have to get him coffee and food and things like that. Um, because they were quarantined off from the rest of the hospital. So, uh, he was there alone. He's completely technophobic. He's, he's one of these people, actually, who, <laughs> who, uh, uh we're, we're oldest of friends. I've known him for 30 or more years, but he gets angry at technology instantly. It's just, <laughs> just, just, he has that knee jerk reaction. <laughs> so, he didn't want to do it. And I knew he had that. And yet, I knew it's funny because you were talking about a little bit earlier, oh, how. The nerds had technology back then, uh, and sometimes we are in a position where we get to be heroes of a sort, or we just get to be enormously helpful by helping people over a transition. So he didn't know anything about Zoom, or, you know, occasionally he would used it a tiny bit. And I just knew, I didn't know how to use Zoom fully to this extent yet either, but I sort of, you know, it wasn't hard for me to dive in and just learn enough to be able to set it up, set up a Zoom channel that could just stay open. And eventually I figured out how to do it so that he didn't even need to be logged in. I didn't need to be logged in, but using my, whatever, my account, a pro account, which you can let run all day without stopping, you could just leave it up. So it was basically people. And then we sent the link out to tons of friends and family. So probably upwards of 50 people who Some of them have been using video chat now because for work they're locked at home. Most of them had never experienced it, and it's like because it was made easy enough by Zoom and then me just sort of, you know, giving them the link and setting it up, they could come and go in the room. It was as you know, it was as close to being a normal circumstance as you could imagine, where people just stop by and hang out. And he could just sit there all day. People come and people go, Uh, and then even when he wasn't around, people could still gather. And I mean, it was like a literal. Um, in some ways better than Second Life because it was the real people meeting the actual real people, you know, <laughs> not with avatars yeah. or something. But amazing. I and mean, just that kind of crazy confluence of this, this is not just like a normal disaster. It's, it's so weird and unique, right? That we're all locked in. And so if we go back now and we say, what if this uh, pandemic happened before? Um, l- l- We can go step by step. One of the big, the, the the thing that instantly hit people was they had to work from home. Some of us have already been living our lives that way. I know, Andy, I think you're <laughs> like me. We are pretty much like literally I work at my computer at home most of the time anyway. So it's not that much change. But um, without video. So in the, let's say, late 80s, people did not generally work at home unless it was they were just completely independent, you know, or
1: something. They, uh... yeah, some very specific kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah,
2: it, it would have been possible to. It, it's hard to appreciate how how much of a non uh, I don't want to say a non entity computing was in the mid eighties, but it was still expensive enough and weird enough and alien enough from the from the familiar way of running an office. That you you would have access to a computer if you apps if your job absolutely required if your if your job was centered around uh, computing. My my dad was an engineer for Westinghouse, oh, like, and huh. he so he was uh, he was like a, a, a an eng again an engineer not not even banging code but like uh, essentially he was he was the guy that understood how every piece of electronics he was his he, his job was to be a generalist and to understand like how every single system that westinghouse works at uh works oh, so that it, yeah no it was it was wow. uh, he, he actually he, he actually had something like a version of my job where it's the the marketing people and the sales people would say, Well, we got this idea for having this contract in this business. And he would say, We are going to default on 18 contracts if you implement it this way. And he would he would be the person who says that you are using a design that is uh would save a lot of time and money, but it really fails at high, t- you know, all this sort of stuff. And even then, as a kid, I only remember once when he brought home a portable terminal uh, huh. with an acoustic cu- <laughs> coupler. Uh, it's again. It's 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 even hard sometimes for me to understand it. There was a, uh, uh, if I don't know if you uh, watched the uh, YouTube channel Techmoan, which is a one, one of my favorite favorite channels because he gets mm-hmm. into a lot of the history of things that are familiar and puts them into historical context so he was talking about uh uh, like a little little dictaphone recorders like micro cassette recorders which a lot of people are familiar with and you might think that they're all about oh well because if you're a reporter or you're if you're a reporter you need to record a conversation or a business person you need to record a conversation and it that was certainly true but even in the mid 80s uh if you worked in many many offices, you did not have a word. Pro- a, if you had a computer or a terminal on your desk, you did not have access to word processing. So yeah. what you would do is right. you had this recorder so that you could dictate a letter, drop it into an interoffice envelope. It would be sent to a department of, of typists who would type it and then send back the cassette plus a copy of this letter that you asked to be typed. Yeah. That's how <laughs> how weird computers were in, in in that time of that time of history. So. Uh, even so there was no computer people didn't have computers unless they needed it they didn't have infrastructure i used to uh, when i got started uh, as a writer in technology uh, it was not, i think 1990 19 excuse me no, no, uh, maybe uh i'm probably screwing through but probably about 1990 91 mm-hmm. and we had I, I was writing like the help column uh for mac user where people and people would write physical letters and mail them to yeah. Mac user magazines magazine yeah. <laughs> they would a Mac user would photocopy the letters and FedEx me a big box of photocopied letters and at the very very beginning uh, I was collaborating with another writer uh, and I would send my we would collaborate by I would I would uh, save a file onto a three and a half inch disk and again FedEx it to Mac user FedEx it to him now that uh, at night even in 1990 that didn't last very long because we got, uh, serve had been around for a while. These online services where you dial in with your, from your home phone line through a modem, you pay cajillions of dollars per minute to access the service, but you could get email, you get stuff like that. Uh, but that's, it, but it was so expensive that I certainly wasn't going to use it unless i i I would have quickly gone into the red for the amount of money that was being paid for the column if i had to use if i had to stay on copy serve all the time so even even as late as 1990 when the internet was still the internet was actually around i was using the internet i had accounts i knew how the software worked i knew how to get information i had uh, an email address even back then even if you had two people who who also had setups like that, it was very very likely that you couldn't even send an email from your right. email address to their email address because I had an email address on a university server in upstate upstate New York. The person I want to send an email to was on CompuServe, and they there was no bridge oh, yeah. between them, so this is why the problem of trying to get anything done digitally in the mid 80s all the way into 1990 was incredibly difficult you you think that oh well people didn't have the people didn't have the web people didn't have mobile phones it was much much deeper than that that's why uh, that's why technology was very very much balkanized Uh, you didn't have this sort of work group work groups because you were an island unto yourself if you had a computer
0: Hmm. yeah now you said hard to remember Mac users because I I I was a Mac use, Mac user reader, but so a Mac users were not using their Macs or they did not have printers maybe to print to type or letter to send to you. That's uh, probably <laughs> no, they
2: they might have. I mean right. they were they were certainly more popular than printers are now because once yes. again if you wanted if you wanted to get a text file out of your computer in a way that another person could could read it, yes, really that the, the printing something out and mailing it to someone or handing it to someone was the big deal. Um, I hope that, that here's another digression but I've, I have the, I have the the uh, honor. Of being the very, very first student in my public school system to submit a an assignment electronically. And, wow! And <laughs> this was and this was because my English teacher uh, thought that I was lying that <laughs> I was giving an excuse <laughs> for not having finished the assignment. When, when actually what happened was that. Uh, uh we had a again my dad was an engineer so he he had he he bought he bought an apple 2e quote for the kids unquote uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So yeah we had we had an apple 2e and a disk drive and a printer and i was doing my i was doing my my homework assignments with my essay writing on a word processor and printing it out which actually which caused problem number one because back then without the world the world of word processors To teach you uh, uh, writing skills, the assignment was, okay, well, we want uh, 1,000 words or whatever, 800 words on the, the book you're supposed to read, and your first draft is due on Friday, your second draft is due, and I had to explain to these teachers that there is no first draft. There is oh, I'm, wow. I'm, not, I'm not gonna stop what I'm doing and right. print a copy just to show you that it was different before I changed just started changing it. I was part of probably part of the first generation who learned how to write in a format where the text was completely fluid as you're writing it, you can go back and say, uh, that's not, you you get into paragraph three and you realize that, Oh, okay. Paragraph two, if I could set that up better by, and then tap, 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 tap. Right. And so you had to convince the, there is, there is no first draft. I'm not handwriting this. This is, this is how it goes. And so, uh, my, my printer for this assignment, uh, my printer jammed or whatever, whatever happened to printers. And so, uh, my plan was, ah, dang it. So, uh, i had uh, my English is at like 10 AM. Dang it. But I have a, maybe during lunch, I can go to like the computer lab and print it out yep. on the Apple two weeks there. Yep. So like at the, when they were handing in papers, I so said I don't have mine. I have to kind of give it to you like in two hours because I and say, oh, oh, so you don't ha- it's all there on your floppy, but you just have to print it out. <laughs> yeah. T- tell you tell you what, Andy, I actually have an Apple II at home. Oh. Why don't you give me this floppy that you insist oh. has a completed version of the assignment on it? Check and, me. We'll, and, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so I and they probably shocked me saying, OK, here you go oh nice and i and that as as it. i recall he was he kept me after class the next day because he was like it was wonderful i i felt so i felt like this is so advanced and i'm right i'm writing a, an op-ed for the boston globe about the experience about how attempt, oh. i don't I, I don't know if he gave me extra points i think he still gave me the b plus that he always insisted on oh, no. but but that's uh, again uh, funny story, but also I hope that people understand exactly <laughs> how transitional all this was. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, just because, oh well, they had modems back then. Oh, they had computers back then. Right. There is a big difference between that and the person who needed to have a computer had one the person they need to work with had one as well that's right that there was a way of of connecting them and that they were able to talk to each other that was a really big deal so working at home uh, if that were possible we would have seen there was in we would have seen uh increased reliance and maybe even increased maturity of existing infrastructure because we had fedex was still kind of new but it was expensive the postal service was was still the backbone of how people communicated with each other you sent letters to each other all your bills came mm-hmm. printed so uh, there was a t- uh, at that time in the mid 80s um I, i'm certain there I, i'm certain there was only one home delivery a day i, I know that in in the, the annals of history there used to be like a morning delivery and an afternoon delivery oh, it's I possible like the postal service would have gone back to two deliveries a day huh. chiefly to, chiefly to keep to keep things running Interesting. uh whether that would have worsened mm-hmm. the pandemic by there they'd have they they'd have had to probably hire more people to work and they would have had more people in that contained space so maybe that would have sped <laughs> sped the pandemic up. But it, we would have seen a lot more stuff that's being done. We, we might have seen uh, we, we uh, might have seen a lot more sales of typewriters. We might have sales, yeah. seen yeah. Uh, an evolution of uh, hybrid typewriters that had like little LCD screens, so you could sort of edit as you go. Uh, yeah, I remember, yep. I those. I remember those. So that's right.
1: The single line ones, like 20 yep. characters or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. There would be just like we were running out of face
0: masks. Uh, we, you know, the the healthcare workers were running out, uh, running out of face masks. There's a crisis, a shortage of, and the toilet paper. The toilet paper panic at that in that era would have been the white-out panic, <laughs> and the correcto tape panic. By the way, I'm proud well, actually, to. I live right down the street from the correcto tape factory. Now abandoned. Um, oh, so, hard to
1: believe. Yes. Uh.
2: Sad, sad, sad story from Vomelsberg. Is, 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 is someone, someone going to revive it as art? Now that now that like uh, typewriters are like hip, like yeah. uh, retro. There people make mm-hmm. like artisanal. Like we're going to revive the 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 whiteout factory. We're going to be pumping out eighty million gallons per. But it's interesting. It's possible that we wouldn't have even had a, a run on those supplies if if your only awareness that. Uh, people are buying toilet paper is that, oh, I went to my local store and they seem to have run out.
1: That's an interesting point is that we're we're back before the 24-hour news cycle was yeah. really a thing, right? Um, so people would be getting um, their news not in five-second chunks constantly over the course of the day, but once a day, they watch the news on one of the three main networks. Um, and I wonder, I don't know, do you think that would be Better or worse? I mean, certainly there'd be less misinformation running around. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, Partly because uh, the uh, news, uh, as far as electronic media goes, uh, stations were independently owned Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they were part of the uh, license holders mandate for public service. Mm -hmm. So uh, you would have uh, some company or some individual who happens to own a few TV stations there's the newscast they definitely pay attention to ratings but it's not necessarily seen as a profit center so the uh, the so news stations were seen as a way to elevate the pro the overall profile of the channel of the station as opposed to let's get as many viewers as possible however we can again there was sensationalism absolutely yeah. but that was nicely compartmentalized And you would not have the situation like we have today, where some uh, billionaire owns stations in every major market and uses that control to sort of control the amount of information that goes in there, uh, that gets out to people. Uh, The other, the the, uh, another couple of factors is that uh, a member of the, uh, even back then, the old guard, uh, who grew up in TV journalism, uh, had started his career in TV journalism in the era of film. Where you would have, where you don't have, uh, you don't have videotape, much less the ability to do a live shot from anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yeah.
2: we yeah. we see this so often that we we don't even really process the fact that, wait a minute, it's it's 18 degrees outside, and they're making that poor person yeah. go out to the state house <laughs> at 11:20 p.m with windchill just to talk about a story that something happened indoors there <laughs> at 1 p.m yes. that's insane yeah um and but and he would he would compare this to not only doing video but also when he got started in the 70s when it was all on film you knew that there was a uh, a certain minimum amount of time that you, would ha- that you couldn't really compress any further because huh. at some point that film that you shot has to be developed, it yeah. has to be yep. edited on a machine. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. as a reporter, you would have that extra time to really think about the message you're trying to send. You would also have uh, more time to dig a little bit deeper even for that night's newscast. And also the newscast was a lot longer so you would have uh, five or six minutes uh, to really deep, uh, deepen into a story. So I think that uh, electronic journalism would have uh, done this a lot more deeper than uh, electronic journalism can do right now. Newspapers also would have uh, been a very, very important resource, even more than they are right now, A lot, much for the same reasons. Uh, there, uh, I, I did not grow up in an era in which you had uh, a morning edition and, uh, and an afternoon edition or an evening edition, but... Newspapers probably would have gone back to uh, putting out two editions a day. Interesting. Uh, if you okay. if you ever go to a vintage store, uh, you would be uh, shocked by the size of like a first edition New York Times from 1973 or Washington oh. Post or Boston Globe, because mm-hmm. not only are the uh, the sheets that they're printed on huge, huh. <laughs> but also they're like an inch thick, and that's just like the Tuesday edition. Yeah. So they they uh, all of these organizations had a lot more journalists, a lot more writers, a lot more editors uh, that can cover a lot more ground uh, on one particular story. Uh, they you so we would have seen uh, just like an increased reliance on uh, on the postal service. To the advantage of the Postal Service, you might have also seen uh, an increased reliance on print journalism, again, yeah. because uh, they, they it, was, it was an industry that was in good shape. It was an industry that the unit of currency was uh, your reputation. Uh, yep. Time magazine, right? yep. Newsweek magazine, which are now, if they're still in print, about the thickness of a comic book. Yeah. This was another one that was about every week would be about a half inch thick. Uh, and mostly with really expensive journalism they would send people out they would yeah. have bureaus where your 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 entire job is to sit through every single city council meeting your tax <laughs> job is just federal, the the federal health system yeah. uh, so we would have uh, we wouldn't have had access to this instantaneous electronic journalism but we would have had still had access to a more controlled measured sort of amount of journalism yeah. which is I'm sorry to be blathering on, but you're, you're, it is an interesting question. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say that um, one of the things that I've been finding very valuable is un-gate-kept first-person accounts. Huh. Uh, when I uh, I mm-hmm. I've been following this story since December or January because in the very beginning it was there seems to be some sort of I don't know, like a bird flu sort of thing that's uh, causing uh, Chinese uh, technology factories to shut down or send people home that might affect uh, that might affect uh, the the shipments of new iPhones. And okay, so so my awareness was consistently about two weeks ahead of almost everybody else's, which is which is why even today I'm sitting on a. A reasonable and not hoarding amount of of uh, nitrile gloves and hand sanitizer oh, wow. because I, I wasn't I wasn't hoarding them I was right. it was more like it's mid mid-February and the stop and shop has big bottles of Purell for like two bottles for five bucks and I'm, and it's on my mind so you know what it might be a good I I use Purell anyway it might be a good idea to buy well you know what maybe I'll buy four Yeah. (laughs) And so, but, and so at the time where it became okay, everybody has to self quarantine, everyone has to isolate in place, I was well prepared for all this stuff that I would need to stay clean and to try to avoid uh, contracting the virus. I had no idea of what the experience of uh, suffering from a a COVID 19 uh, illness was going to be like. Uh, but the first, uh, but the first time that someone posted the first who had recovered posted a first-person account of here is exactly how my I felt like I couldn't breathe yeah. and aching yeah. so much uh, and uh, appreciating that that was the, that was a moment where I've really appreciated that um, it is very very possible to contract this and not require medical attention, yeah. but be so scared by these absolutely hitherto unexperienced symptoms, I would not have known that had I not been on Reddit or somewhere and someone just, without an editor, without having to pitch this to somebody, uh, decided to, I'm going to basically give you 10 to 12 paragraphs about my experience.
0: Now, there's, there's the buried lead. Reddit saved my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that is a seriously. That's a late, good yeah. one. I I actually had it. I'm I'm quite convinced now that I had it. Uh, I'd been in Seattle the last week of January, when one person was found to have it. I came home to New York and got this. And I can go back and read my texts and emails, which is another funny thing about this era. I could go back and literal. I was just curious. Recently, I was like, "Wow, is, did I have this thing?" Because um, Matt's wife actually had it, and she's mm-hmm. she did fine but her symptoms as she was talking about on Facebook were identical to what I had had back in the first days of February for the first two weeks of February. And, um, anyway, in, in a way I was fortunate that like we, there had been no scary stories yet. So I didn't even think to yeah. panic. Um, but the infectious nature of it, this is what makes this, this scenario also so interesting because that's the key factor right now that we're having to deal with is minimizing contact And so, um, uh, I suppose you, so Matt, actually, we'll start with Matt, Matt, Mm -hmm. you're in that position. So take yourself back to the glory days. (laughs) (laughs) If Um, you
2: saw pictures of me as a 10 year old in the mid eighties, that was no, that was nobody's glory glory days. days. (laughs) Well, That's really true. Let's
1: see here. If I was a professor, um, if I was somehow still a professor, uh, (laughs) a prodigy so you're a prodigy i couldn't lecture online um but i could um maybe record lectures on ah. cassette tape right because yeah. everybody had a boom box sitting around in their living room yes um <laughs> yes and uh, the oh, how, do, how do i get it to all of my students i guess well actually if i had a two two tape deck a double deck right and then right. i could dub it so yep. i could make like 30 copies of it yep uh, in real time right this would take you know many hours yep. uh, and then mail those to my students so Uh, I could I could keep teaching classes at a delay of probably a few weeks, I think, and then they could write their essays and send them back to me, which I guess is actually how they used to do correspondence courses. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was kind of an obscure thing. But people did it. Um, Yeah. So I think that might be the 1980s equivalent of uh, Zoom. A lot of tedious dubbing.
0: Seriously time shifted. (laughs)
2: Actually, you're making me remember the the blizzard of 78, uh, which uh-huh. was uh, for most people who live in New England would be a notable part of their childhood hmm. uh, because it was such a big, uh, such a big storm that everything was shut down for a couple of weeks. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't it didn't require closure of schools for the rest of the semester. But I remember that we lost so much school time that the. Uh, uh, we had we still had our Easter break, uh, whatever week week long breaks we had. But the teachers put together essentially a week's worth of class classwork, uh, and everyone got like this Manila folder full of like worksheets really? and like pop quizzes. So maybe uh, that maybe you was that you're oh, right. Cool. Maybe you was seeing something like that where teachers every week would have would have put together. A manila envelope. <laughs> they they would have <laughs> Okay, they here, here's what they would have they would have written it out at home, mailed it to uh like the superintendent's office, they would have ran the ditto machine. But that's what I was gonna say. They were running <laughs> the late night a, mimeograph. Yeah. Uh, for <laughs> for all the students and mailed off these packets and then been like a central clearinghouse, probably.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So so right. no matter what basically what we're talking about is um the postal service being sneaker what we now call sneaker net or sneaker we briefly yeah. called sneaker net right <laughs> and so um this is an enormous burden and it's interesting it strikes me that maybe one of the first massive catalysts would have been more um in the shipping industry for like the, the the idea that mm-hmm. they would have the, the volume of things that be- although you may not have factories or you may not have like uh you know other Publications would have been perhaps shut down or minimalized. but uh...
2: it would it would be uh, again. This is this is a, this is a great show because the more we get into this, the more I'm thinking about how things would work. Realize that we don't have Amazon. We don't. We have the Sears catalog. Uh, maybe yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. the government would have said it's okay for Sears to remain open for order pickup only, uh, so yeah. that because yeah. <laughs> in the in the in the way olden days in in like 1900. Uh, this is how a great percentage of the country actually shopped mm-hmm. because you couldn't, yeah. it,
1: it, it's, it, there was uh, no other option. That's right. And you would wait, you know, months till yeah. you got your it, delivery. It, it was
2: four to, four to six weeks that again, if you're uh, old enough, you understand usually it would take four to six weeks to get your thing from Battle Creek, Michigan, after you sent in your Cheerios box shops. But, right. but I had to even, even uh, I was not around in 1900, but if it's, Fascinating to read about how important like the Montgomery Ward catalog and the Sears Roebuck catalog were because uh, how rural the United States was back then. Mm-hmm. You did not have mm-hmm. access to uh, – a, a, if even if you lived anywhere close to a city, you had no easy way of getting close to that city. Yeah. So we're not talking about uh, – we, not, we're not talking about us – uh, buying a buying a uh, harvest harvest machine. We are mm-hmm. talking about the uh, the the mother who is going to be sewing clothes for their children is going to buy the fabric from Sears Roebuck. Yeah, the tools right. that they need mm-hmm. to to work whatever job they're doing, they're probably going to be ordering it from Sears Roebuck. Yeah. And if they're not ordering from Sears Roebuck, they're probably getting it from a store that is within walking distance. So it would have been very if. Whereas now we're seeing stores that have to be shut down. Uh, one of the reasons why they're being shut down is because there are other. It's not terribly necessary. We might have seen uh, the government saying that Sears is an essential, uh, is an essential uh, resource.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
2: Uh, we're g- not only are we going to allow all of those regional, uh, regional uh, warehouses to stay open, we're going to allow for on-site pickup to uh, to Sears. We might have also seen local stores allowed to stay open. Chiefly because you can get this one store that would have everything you possibly need, yeah, uh, yeah, and again, remember that one of the reasons why we rely on Amazon, why Amazon works so well for so many of us is that we can get almost everything in two days. the yeah. there and i I have to I have to admit that this whole crisis has got me re-evaluating my amount of uh, how how impatient. Yeah. I have I've become bec- and how <laughs> I certainly like, there there have been plenty of times where like I can't find like a, 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 I know that I got us. I have a six foot USB C cable here somewhere, uh, yeah. but I'll, I can only find three footers. And at some point I don't want to waste any more time looking for it. I can just buy another one for that's eight dollars right. with free shipping and have it in two days. Yeah. I'll just order it, which is why when I do house cleaning, I wind up with like 18, yeah. <laughs> 18 <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> of these yeah, cords. Um, but now, but back then, it really was four to six weeks, and maybe not even four to six weeks. So uh, we didn't have even the expectation that we could order something that to satisfy an immediate need would only be for a long-term need. So there would have been a more a greater reliance on uh, on area uh, area uh, utilities, area businesses. Right. Of course, back then, uh, even uh, in the mid '80s, home delivery of, from stores was pretty much forgotten, but it was recent enough that if you were watching sitcoms written by people who are 20 years older than you, there'd be a subplot <laughs> yeah. about how, well, little Bobby got a job delivering groceries from the yeah. from the local... The- delivering groceries do people, That's uh, right. mom, do, do, do,
0: are, are
2: we, are we wasting time? Can Roach brothers actually like, no yeah. son, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. So we might've seen a, a new reliance on that sort of thing.
0: We might've seen Sears get nationalized or that the military <laughs> would be called in, you know, to manage. Uh, I remember
2: it now. It was, it was, it was the Reagan that. era. It's so.
0: true. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All the, all the uh, air traffic controllers would be reassigned to Sears delivery. God forbid, because I, I actually worked for Sears, and it, it wasn't the most pleasant place, um, necessarily. But I was in the automotive department. People were naturally upset. It's a whole long story. <laughs> I do recall that, and Matt, you you would know better than me.
1: I think you could actually buy houses. From Sears, right? Uh, that is correct. Yeah, there was a period of time in which you could order a house. Yeah. Um, and they'd deliver one of those old prefab ones yeah. that you don't see very often anymore. And I'm, yeah. I I, happen to, I love like Frank Lloyd Wright. And I like to read
0: a lot about Frank Lloyd Wright. And he, you know, one of the most famous architects, actually d- designed a house that you could buy. It was in the Ladies Home Journal. Ladies Home Journal, this is crazy thing. It would never happen. <laughs> Ladies Home Journal had a contest for great architects to Submit designs for houses that could be purchased. I don't know if it was from Sears, but they could be purchased <laughs> online. As a kid. yeah, it's
1: kind of hard to imagine these days. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, I'm curious, Matt. In do you know in the 1918 flu, did the factories shut down? I mean, what did workers like? One thing is, you can actually work can get done now. There's a lot of things you need to be hands on with. So that work, auto plants, for instance, it can't work if the people aren't there yet although I imagine right, with soon robots maybe. yeah you could <laughs> um but uh do we know or did they just maybe not people didn't care as much about the workers
1: um, it was or the again, workers a, a had local, no power then. To it was saying. a local kind of thing. So there are yeah. stories of individual factories shutting down because right. the owner wanted to, you know, keep people alive. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but but in some places, again, and you can I should say the um, let's see here. I think it's the University of Michigan has digitized uh, an enormous number of records um, having to do with the 1918 pandemic. So you huh. can go and look through these things yourself. Um, I'll get I'll. Uh, for the, the notes for this week's episode. I'll get the uh, link in there for that.
0: Cool, cool. Um So now, okay, so we've seen shipping gets transformed, let's say, massive amounts of shipping, perhaps um old school mail delivery, you know, things, order at home uh, takes off. And by the way, those orders would have had to have been done on the phone. <laughs> That's right. That's how you would order from Sears and uh, mm-hmm. and all other catalog type things. So, we also would see a massive influx. Now, that might have been some this maybe this would have been a, a bit of a telecommunications transformation in that all calls you you could start to you could work at home. You could answer calls for Sears. But that mm-hmm. wasn't the the country wasn't really set up for call centers mm-hmm. in quite that way. No, but uh, you could interrupt been. for one for one moment, no, but please.
2: We're skipping over something else that's basic and important. Yes, yes. So people are either uh, ordering by phone or they're ordering by mail. How are they going to pay for it?
1: Ah, oh, <laughs> that's right.
2: So I mean, you have right. to. You're probably going to be paying by check, right? Which means right. that yeah. uh, it's going to take time for those checks to post which also means that banks are going to have to up their game for how to process those things. There were credit cards back then, but it wasn't conventional to, I don't think it was conventional to write down your credit card number uh, and process it that way. That would have
1: been a weird thing. I don't
2: remember, but uh, this is, this is still back. I do remember that, this still had this the the charge plate that had carbons and the sh- sh- yeah. machine oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that yeah. Uh,
2: that actually embossed the thing. Yep. So maybe would have we would have also seen an uptick in electronic banking that way. At least uh, it would still be completely analog from your end, but banks would be set up to easily process a sequence of numbers and move move and at least indicate to the uh, to the store that this person does, we approve this. Uh, we don't have to approve this in uh, uh, we, we, they'll probably start to approve things faster because they know they no longer have time to uh, have a billion dollars worth of failed transactions come back yeah. three months later. <laughs> yeah.
0: That they have to disinfect every one of them anyway, the checks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And we didn't, you know, at that time still rotary phones were definitely on the way out, but they certainly weren't absent. And I remember, that the touchtone phones, if you had a regular one in your house, great, but this was the beginning of uh, AT&T was getting broken up, and you started to have these companies like MCI and others that were making these cheap phones. And I remember the touchtone phones there, they actually, I don't know why this was this technology, why this technology had to be this way, but you would push the button on like a hand, you know, you have a handset on the phone, With uh, you push the button, and it would make the clicking sound of a rotary phone.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, so you, well, because
2: be- because touchtone service was an add-on that you had ah. that not all houses have had. Also, it's possible that your exchange had, for some bizarre reason, not been upgraded uh, to touchtone dialing yet. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. that would have been yeah. that would have been extremely unusual. But yeah, for compatibility, uh, phones definitely generally had a switch. Uh, it's the other, actually the other reason, uh, would be that as I recall, the only time I ever encountered a, a, digital phone that made pulses is if it was super, it was a super, super cheap extension yep. And yep. someone did not want to, sp- someone wanted to buy the $20 phone shaped like a banana. Yes. They didn't <laughs> want to spend right. like the $50 phone that is actually works as a phone. So um, this
0: all rings true. I was a freshman at University of Maryland, living in the dorm. So I'm <laughs> sure the pipes weren't the whatever was they there. And yes, I also bought the cheapest. I think literally remember. I think it was seventeen dollars for this MCI yeah. phone. This piece uh-huh. of garbage. Um, yes. Yeah. Can you imagine having to enter your credit card number with a rotary phone? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I love to see, there's so
2: many things that we're glossing over. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, um, I grew up in the six one seven area code, uh-huh. which is Boston area if mm-hmm. i wanted to call rhode island that was a long distance phone that's call that's right that's right and mm-hmm. it, it would have been that wouldn't have been that expensive to rhode island but it still would have been an expense yes. which is uh, if i'm trying to keep in touch with my family and my friends to make sure they're okay especially if i have elderly relatives yeah uh, i would not i would uh, either have to figure out how to pay for this or I would uh, be now signing up for a uh, reduced rate long distance, that probably would have increased competition uh, for long distance services and might have created uh, kind of like what we saw uh, five or six or seven years ago when Sprint and, uh, and other like uh, mobile carriers Decided. You know what? What if you? What if there is an alternative to Verizon and AT and T? Yep. If we were if we were trying to get your business, we would I don't know like give you make all uh, long distance phone calls free. Yep. Uh, we would also not charge a hundred dollars for mobile hotspot, and we'd give you more than eighteen hundred <laughs> bytes of data. That's right. That's right. It's
1: conceivable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And so all these and so the, even the big two had to adjust their marketing to make sure that they they were sort of forced to the mat to actually compete so maybe would have we would have seen a change in that uh a com- competition to improve home phone service to make it uh, to to make it as uh, uh as competitive and as useful as possible there were also there were a couple of video phones as mostly as freak products huh. uh you it, it would be like a I remember this because as a teenager I worked in the c- uh, computer department and like fancy home electronics and the, the department i worked at the leach at leachmere department store also would have like the business equipment in it and so we had like one kind of freak uh, video telephone uh, because uh it, it had like a five inch crt black and white uh, it didn't have frame rate per se it was more like you could push a button and whatever the camera sees would be transmitted over in a matter of a few seconds. I think the really fancy ones would do frame rates of about once per second. But we might have also seen an evolution in how that works, which means if now that people don't are uh, are eliminated from doing uh, having face-to-face conversations with the people they work with and the people they love, yeah. this would have increased demand for this, which would have increased investment in the technology, which would have meant we might have had really good CCDs v- much much earlier. Now that ah. there is a huge demand for uh, video CCDs above and beyond what we've been seeing before, uh, we might have seen an increased uh, uh, an increased infrastructure for digital data as opposed to analog data. Uh, I think back then it went to digital once you went through a certain hub, but most it was an analog signal for the majority of its route from per- person to person. yeah, so it's people have to demand something for that mm. for that technology yeah. to move forward or for a company to realize how much money they could save if this money moved forward.
0: I wonder actually, though, whether we would have even had the imagination to Think that, you know, oh, we should push forward on video calling. Because I feel like video, one funny thing about the video conferencing is like, yes, now it exploded, but it's been around for a long time. And I think all of us who've been using Skype or whatever for a little while have always felt, wow, we've got this way sooner than we expected to get. So the last thing is, I feel like I'm trying to, getting to the core or what the deepest thing would be. Matt, what do you think? What, what would have been the, the biggest transformation that might have come out of that? um nobody could touch anybody anybody. (laughs) a Um, severe drop in birth rate
1: it's well that would be one (laughs) i suspect actually is we would not be able to um do the social distancing that we are doing Uh today for a long period of time um and there would be and the um the the casualty rate would be much, much higher. Wow. I suspect eventually we would get this this kind of technological drive and get huge improvements. Um, yeah. but I think the social disruption would be enormous.
0: yeah, and yeah. I think un- unfortunately, must to bring it back to earth, uh, there are the disease is now reaching areas of the world where they don't have technology or anything close to what we have, and they don't have the ability to do social distancing or all that kind of stuff. and there it it's going to be bad. And hopefully mm-hmm. we will have the wherewithal to, first of all, get ourselves together, which we're still working on, but then also yep. get technology. I mean, we have seen this in, in famines or when there's been earthquakes and stuff. The technology companies have been able to jump in and at least do their best to bring something, uh, bring water, bring electricity, bring communications to places like that. Big thing they're going to need is, is actually this kind of like uh, whatever assists social distancing. That'd be kind of amazing. Actually.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm data analysis is i can't imagine Mm, what a mm. pandemic like this would have been like in the mid 80s without the ability to uh see Ah. what's happening in real time Ah. and be able to make decisions about uh, about the future on uh, and move and pivot on Ah. on on such a such a a, a quick turnaround time Mm. what uh, google is really stepping up Mm, mm. i have to i have to say because uh, it's uh, all of the usual caveats are still in place. It's still <laughs> a problem to have a company that is this big and this powerful that has access to, that's, that's collecting so much information about every individual lives. However, there are upsides to it, such as when it creates a free product so that every member, every uh, every person in power in every single community can get a chart Uh, about here is week to week, here is the movement of your people to, uh, to grocery stores, to uh, recreational areas. to It's the ability for them to be able to say, okay, people are sheltering in place. They are following the loose rules that we've put into place. There is no need now to implement the much tighter restrictions that we hoped we would not have to put in place. We don't have to have yeah. police, and the National mm-hmm. Guard patrolling to make to break up groups of 12 people because it seems as though people get it. If, I think in the mid '80s, we would have seen. Um, I think there's a greater chance we would have seen the sort of shift in uh, in society that is almost impossible to undo, because there is no doubt that this would have had to last a few years at the yeah. very least. Yeah, that's right. We now, because of data analysis, we can see how fast this is moving. We can see that uh, we we get the we have a researcher in Harvard that says that. We feel as though, given our current prediction models, if a state meets these requirements, they can safely start to reopen. Yeah. It's the difference between 40 years from now, us thinking that, wow, remember when we we're all locked down with coronavirus and at least being able to be a little bit nostalgic about it, assuming that we didn't lose anybody close to us in it. And realizing that no no you don't understand there's there 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 used to be a time when you could just if your car broke down or if you just needed a ride into the city you could just stand by the side of the road (laughs) with your thumb out and in time somebody would pick you up and it was very unlikely this person would murder you yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was not an insane thing to do. Like, wow, my God, what what planet was that where you just, you know, someone someone would just pick up a stranger and you just get into a stranger's car? Wow.
1: Yeah. Those feel yeah. kind of like just, a different but, world. Yeah, there. There, used yeah. to be
2: that, there used to be this tradition where if I if I didn't know you, if I had never met you in my life, that's right. the first thing I would do would be to grab your hand with my bare hand and shake it. I, I, and, here, and here's the thing: it comes. The only reason why they did it was because centuries earlier, it was the only, it was the way that fighting clans would know that, hey, I'm holding your sword hand, so you're not going to go and hit me. But we still did it. Isn't that weird?
0: It's not too much of a stretch to say that the pandemic, that because it came just after we've had a massive technological revolution, it may have saved the entire planet i mean one last thing I, I sort of was thinking is that yes our ability to travel in our smaller world now than, than we had at any other time in history assisted the spread of the disease for sure but also the community our ability to communicate instantly the scientists ability to communicate instantly even just our awareness of being able to keep track of all these different countries around the world as if they were basically next door has made a big difference in at least trying to adapt and, and you know uh, keep going within this situation. It could have been that uh, back then, and certainly in a much e- earlier era, vast parts of the globe could have been completely decimated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah.
0: anyone even realized what was happening.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Our yeah, ability and, to adapt yeah, sure. has been, we're, we're well timed for that. Yeah. Yeah. And even
2: now, you are seeing, um, I read a, a piece in the New York Times about how in the total, uh, near total absence of federal leadership, um during this pandemic states are forming coalitions that are now uh, that are that now they have their own names not just oh well new england is getting no i'm talking there is the there is the west uh, there is the west coalition of these seven states because they know that they if the government is not helping them to coordinate activities uh, and save human lives they're going to have to band together to do that and it's really got me thinking about how uh, it could, even in the situation we're in right now, that uh, if leadership doesn't change at the end of this year, four more years of this could create a total change in the in how uh, how the United States government works, that the federal government is there to make sure that the mail goes from one place to another. It's there to, uh, to have the, a court system that goes, uh, appeals process that goes above the state system. But basically, there are going to be five to seven uh, nation states inside the nation. I really think that we would see the uh, president, the the office of the president being largely a figurehead, kind of like being an appointed ambassador where, okay, this person looks good in a business suit. Okay, they photograph well and they know not to reach across uh, the lap of the queen to go get the salt (laughs) at a state dinner. But otherwise, the real work of government is going to be done by other people. It's going to be done by these coalitions in these states
0: or or it'll the president won't have to do anything because it'll all be taken care of by his son-in-law and his children. <laughs> Just you yeah. know, nothing to worry about. Okay, great. And and by the way, the what the biggest thing we left out in this week could be for a sequel, we didn't even mention there would have, there would have been no Twitter.
1: It's it's impossible. The <laughs> yeah, mind
0: right. the mind explodes at the at the differences that we would have had. Andy, thank you for this unbelievable awesome what do we, what do they call alternate history? <laughs> yep.
2: I mean, that's right. Wait, we, we, we didn't get the, we didn't get to the, to the part where like Hitler rises to power and wins the war. Isn't that, <laughs> right. that's, that's supposed to be a component of every alternate history.
0: That's true. That's true. Although I think he wouldn't have because he, I'm going to guess Hitler was too verbose for Twitter. So he would, only that is
1: probably true. He would, just, yeah.
0: he would never mm-hmm. have fit his thoughts into a tweet. And if people depended on tweets, we would have been saved. <laughs> matt um any any final um thoughts
1: um no i think the lesson is right it's both the the, our particular moment in history both enabled the spread of this and has given us unique tools for dealing with it um and i think that's probably I, i suspect if you go back through historical pandemics that's probably true generally right there's um Uh, Every moment in history has both particular vulnerabilities and particular um, abilities.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know, actually, I'm sure in Boston, as well as you have a similar thing in in Boston that we have in New York, as I walk by buildings in our neighborhood, and I can see, it's like, wow, that building has been through, that building has been here since way before the 1918 pandemic, or, you know, all the different things that these things have lived through um, and made it. Okay. So also rent is going down, by the way. Um, I'm kind of think that's a positive. Oh that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> as long as we don't decline too far. Andy, thank you very much. Is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah,
2: I'm on uh usually every Friday on WGBH, uh, Boston's NPR station. Uh, you can uh, listen to me streamed live or archived later uh, at wgbhnews.org. You can. Uh, I'm also on the material podcast all about Google on uh, on uh, Relay FM, and I'm on MacBreak Weekly every week on the Twit Network. And if you really want to keep up to date on things I'm writing or broadcasting or doing, usually just go to my Twitter or my Instagram. Uh, the price of admission is that you have to spell my last name correctly because I am <laughs> IH. That's that's that, that that tends to keep the loonies out because I I N A I ah damn it I'll just I'll I'll just I'll, I'll I'll just send a bad tweet to 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 Mark Hamill instead. Uh, right. But it's I I H N as in Nancy A T as in Tom K O.
0: You know, Mark Hamill is not an easy thing to spell either. It's it's, it's it could go uh, multiple ways. Yeah. I'm often poor yeah. and, and poor in doing that. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. And I, by the way, I just think. Like everything you do is so cool. And MacBreak Weekly in particular, I've listened to that since the beginning. And I love that. And um, But WGBH, you just be connected to that is so cool. Because talking about this time of growing up, the 80s of growing yep. up as a kid, when PBS was the thing. Man, WGBH is just so many. I, I, I know.
2: My I, I, I'm perfect. so sorry that my parents didn't live long enough to see this because you, uh, you know yeah. i mean you, you, you know how it is there were there were they were they were really really relieved when i got a newspaper column cuz they knew what a newspaper, column, what a newspaper was. column was yeah.
0: Yeah. That's right.
2: when i when i started selling features to playboy my mom had to figure out how to process that with <laughs> okay he's writing for what i regard as a porno magazine <laughs> but it's, it's a highly prestigious writing. porno magazine classy. with with yeah, i understand the idea of feature writing for a magazine with a worldwide subscription of 20 million yeah. and it does mean that he is he is making he is making money they were proud of me anyway they were great parents yeah. but it's nice when they were they uh, when your parents can understand like the thing that you do i have and i will i will tell you the pres- uh, I'm. Uh, this is i i am complimented by wgbh that they choose to like pay me to that they, they choose to basically give me the the if, there were, if this were the 70s I, I would be like on the side of the bus ad with the orange blazer with the logo on it That's right. as your wgbh <laughs> news team or whatever <laughs> uh because uh, uh the w- we usually re- i usually go into go into the city and uh, every time and if it's a they have a studio the boston public library which is right next to the commuter rail uh-huh. but sometimes i have to go to uh, their main studios in, in Alston, Massachusetts. Mm. And so I grab an Uber from the commuter rail. And if it comes up that, Oh, GBH, GB- 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 well, the, the, the Uber driver will tell me about how much their family loves GBH programming and how much they love uh, this isn't PBS, but how much they love PBS and how much they love yep. NPR. And of course they don't know me from Adam, but they have such love for GBH that it really puts a spring in my step and makes me think that I'm, I, uh, I, I I like to think I give my all to whatever I do, but there's an extra special piece of pride in doing work for WGBH.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I'm so glad to hear that people are still appreciative of, of uh, public television and stuff like that. That's really nice. I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, documentary TV if it weren't for that. As I,
2: as I, as I, as I, as I like to joke that I, after, after stopping writing for the Chicago Sun-Times, I decided to move into the future, so I stepped into terrestrial radio. Yeah, <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I'm, I'm now I'm well into the 70s instead yeah. of the 1930s.
0: <laughs> and Matt, how about you? Got anything to plug? Speaking of, we should plug uh, your book. We haven't
1: plugged your book in a while. Uh, Give fair a enough. Shout well, out. Actually, that's true. So yeah. Einstein's War how relativity triumphed among the, among the vicious nationalism of world war one is of course available in paper and electronic forms. If you want to download the, the audio book, uh, you can hear my sonorous voice. Yeah. Uh, that is if you don't want to wait for Amazon to deliver it. Um, and it'll actually be out in paperback, um, in about a month. Oh, fantastic. And the problem probably, I'm sure there's a Kindle version though,
0: if you want uh, yes, to print, print one right yeah, away.
1: That's right. If you need to get it right away.
0: Yeah. And, um, uh, I, I have been thinking about that story often because uh, in that story one of the big parts of it is how Einstein is trapped in Berlin in the middle of World War one yep. things were quite bad' certainly worse than they are here um, for them freezing to death and needing food yeah, and all starvation, that kind of stuff so. <laughs> and in the middle of that he uh, discovered the wonders cracked open the wonders of the universe
1: in a great way Yes, that's a pretty amazing story about isolation
0: that's right had he had social media or zoom (laughs) he would have never it never would have happened that's probably why we don't have anyone like that right now thank you for those of you who are listening um we'd love to hear your thoughts you can uh email us at feedback at what you can go to our website by the way where we always post uh, all kinds of extra material we have a wonderful staff and in, in, including ilia zhang who's been amazing about getting all kinds of extra material um for the website and andy if there's ever you know if there's any links or things like that you want to um, let us know about we're happy to put them on there whattheif.com and you can also hear all our episodes there and you can subscribe right there and all that kind of stuff do visit on twitter we are at whattheifshow and we would really appreciate it actually maybe andy you can help me describe it here's one something i've puzzled with all along for a long time i used to say please go to itunes to leave us a review <laughs> no long it's now called apple podcasts right but is that even a central place to leave a review or is or can people now just should they just do it wherever they listen to podcasts?
2: Yeah, I think it's wherever you listen to podcasts these days. Uh, yeah, it used to be iTunes was the central central uh, repository of these things. Now, even now, Spotify is like, what if we were to have a private podcast place? That would be nice. Wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And we are we are on just about everything. Talk it up. Talk it up. T- t- invite your friends. Yes. Trick your enemies. (laughs) Excellent. Please trick your enemies and tell us how you're doing it because I would love to see that go viral. (laughs) Yeah, so leave us, if you could rate us and leave us a review, that is how the people who are listening to the service you're using right now or the app you're using right now find out about us. Also, just have to give a shout out to Overcast, uh, the app I use, um, which is just fabulous. I love it. Now, Andy, if you would join us, we have a ritual where we end each week in which we... Well, Matt, you, you can describe. What is what is this ritual that we do? Uh, sacred. We,
1: we, we scream in terror as we ponder <laughs> the infinite ifs that await us next week. Uh, so we do so um, by shouting the name of the show very slowly in, in existential horror.
0: And so, Andy, if you would join us in that sacred ritual. I would be honored. And if you have been listening and you know what to do, here we go. What, what
1: the, the itch?
0: itch.